Are we ready? Are we set? Are we excited? We're going to talk about shit we like. Yes. yes. It's going to be a very awkward introduction. Oh, we fine. Awkward's my style. We're fine. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell we're doing, but we're just going to talk and see what happens. Hey, look. I'm talking about things I like. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to moan about things I don't like. No one can stop me. <laughs> oh, as long as it's tactful, yeah, why not? I didn't like uh, this. Ta- what the fuck is tactful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't do that here. Oh, no. Who wants to be tactful? Exactly. I like being tackled. <laughs> In more ways than one. Cool. The softer, the better, ideally. So I don't hurt myself. Yeah. That struggle, not tackle. Oh, wait, oh. That's, that's different. I prefer a good, a good soft tackle. A good soft tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you getting into BDSM or something? No, I just, I just want a good tackle because sometimes I can't bother to just sit down. And at least if I get a soft tackle, it sort of pushes me down by force. <laughs> well, we know who what? is the, uh, the force forceful one out of you and your girlfriend. Gravity. <laughs> yeah. What a gravity bit. is the only thing. Great, yeah, gravity is the only thing which is forceful. Stops me from getting up and stops me from getting back down. Big. Uh. But you get up again. You ain't never gonna keep you down. <laughs> cool. Welcome to the the Victory Achieve podcast, a video game podcast. I'm here with uh on my well, not on my left. <laughs> Spanky or Chris, as you like Hello. to say. And not my right, <laughs> it's Brandon. Hello, I'm Brandon, aka Sibaka. <laughs> and, uh, well, this is our first podcast as Victory Achieved. Um, how are you, t- you? How are you guys? Uh, I'm, all, I'm all good. Uh, obviously, it's the weekends, so there's not really any way, any way to not to be good. I'm still, I'm still sort of hyped because. As Dan knows, and maybe I don't know if you know Charlie, but on Friday we had like a nerd night out. Well, I say like a nerd night out, it was like an evening where we just went to a nerd cafe and just played card games, especially like Yu-Gi-Oh! And literally it's just been one of these things which I've been wanting to do for so long, for years and years and years. I've never been able to do it in my hometown. It was just nice being able to do it with, you know, like a group of friends and just just spend time doing it. It was great. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, We... I, I remember uh, you beat me quite a few times, and I beat you. Was it once? Or was it twice? You, yeah, I, you, you beat me on the first time because your ancient gear cat or whatever it was. Yeah, I think I only beat you once, but no, it was good fun. Uh, yeah, hopefully we're doing it again. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next one. I, I think uh, other people want to start in, in bringing in like Magic the Gathering, so we'll have like Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering going on. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure about Magic, but we'll see what happens. How things, Chris? Yeah, things are very good, thank you. Uh, yesterday I did a eight-hour stream of Dark Souls 2, uh, nice. so that was fun, over my Twitch channel. Uh, and then I had a few beers, so uh, it, was wanted... good, it was a perfect day, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, w- I wanted to check it out, but I was, uh, I was busy all day, so I had no, no time. I think by the time I got home, I think you were probably done. I'm yeah, sure. I didn't know how long it would take. I thought it would take me about 12, 15 hours, because mm. uh, it took me 15 hours to do a shield-only run. But uh, no, smashed it. 
I just sort of knew exactly what I was doing. I just like, went from place to place to place, and that was it. I had no <laughs> real roadblocks as such. I even did Shrine of Amada in one go, oh which I was God. very impressed by. Yeah. I know, I couldn't believe it myself. It's like, what? I thought <laughs> I was going to be here. This is like the next nine hours, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, seeing as you said that you started off like you had some beers, I just want to say I I probably had a few beers. I literally, at the start of the podcast, I just called you Charlie for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I called you I Charlie. I don't know who Charlie was. <laughs> I, was, I heard I, it and I, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> I don't. I knew it being over the sea. I'm just like, I've got a 50 50 for pick. <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you very much. Right. Not bad for the first stream. And, yeah. uh, but then I bought, but then I bought a camera so you could see what I looked like, and then it just went all downhill <laughs> from there. <laughs> I don't know. You are a pretty face. Oh, thanks very much. I'd <laughs> say, <laughs> like, good job. This is a podcast and not video. Oh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> I, I can't believe you did Shrine of Amana in one go. Like, ah, uh, I I hate that area so with a burning passion. I can't. I just took my time, just like did one one enemy at a time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I didn't go back for the Esther shard that was halfway. For, I just went past it. It's like I could go for that. It's like no, no, fuck it. I, I, I'm I'm doing too well. Just go, just go, just go. <laughs> On my Dark Souls two playthrough, when I did that, all I did was just defeat all the enemies until they just disappeared and then i just walked through because i was like i don't like this area at all i think everyone <laughs> did that in the first play for <laughs> beat them all 12 times until they just piss off i think for me it was rather than me killing them 12 times i got to a point where i've died enough times for the game to feel like you know what we need to we need to decrease the difficulty a little bit for this guy <laughs> we'll let him get through a little bit easier you suffered enough <laughs> I think we, we programmed the rest. We programmed the rest of the game. Damn it! We want people to actually see it. <laughs> yeah, but that was the only time. They did it. Yeah, because you're on Scholar of the First Sin, weren't you? Yeah, that's yeah. the one I've just got downloaded. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the easiest one. I've got the uh, vanilla version, but on, mm. that's on 360. Have you actually done the DLC yet for Dark Souls Two? Yeah, a few times. Good, good, good. I've only done um, uh, the fr Frozen Crown. I can't. Yeah. Whatever that deal. Oh, the I, the Ivory King. Yeah, Ivory King. That's the only one I've done. The other two, I'm I've I think uh, Iron King. I'm just about to do. Is it? F uh, not not Few Night. Um, what's it called? Um, Avalon. Uh, oh, I think it's it's the um. Oh, I'm gonna I can't remember the name now. Uh. It's the reskin. You got you have one in the base game, and then they reskin it in Iron King again. But it's like a blue version. Oh yeah, um, not the Smelter Demon. Yeah, yeah. yes. It's, it's just like the blue flame demon, yeah. or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm stuck on that. I think it was either that or Funai. I'm not sure. It's one of the two. I can't remember. It's been ages. But all right, the DLC on two is just it's it's difficult, but it's also very messy. It. I just think Dark Souls 2 in general is just really bad for enemy placement and that's what like I that's my biggest gripe over it is the enemy placement. Well, I know a lot of people moan about the second one but I do find myself playing that one the most. Oh yeah, it's... I I I I think if you were going to introduce someone to the series who've never played a game like that, I like, uh, I did it with my cousin. I, he played the second one first because mm. I think it's just the most accessible. Yes. It probably so... starts off easier. I would definitely agree on that. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely a forgiving start because unlike Dark Souls 1 and 3 where literally your first encounter is a boss. 
Mm. Uh, at least Dark Souls 2 it actually gives you, you know, you've got the whole area of like the Forest of Sleeping Giants to actually get through before you actually face the, the last giant as as technically your first boss. It is a nice gentle start and familiarizing yourself with it. So I'll give credit yeah. for that. Oh yeah. But it also gives you a choice. You don't have to fight the last giant first. You can bugger off to uh uh Ivory Tower. Uh oh I know. Uh, sorry. Uh I know. Yeah, um Tower Flame. I, I yeah. said flame, that's it. I literally played it yesterday and it just went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you can you can fight the Dragon Knight. Uh you can choose him if you want for an instant kill, but it's hard to pull off. But you can go it. you can go straight from there, straight to No Man's Wharf and then straight to uh uh, the tower above, mm. straight on there. So you can massively diverge right at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It just seems like the flow of that first area at Majula. It just sort of gears you towards the Forest of Sleeping Giants, which, as you know, as a starter player, the Forest of Sleeping Giants is a very, it is a very gentle mm. ease into it. But unless you played the score of the first, score of the first in edition, it seems a bit more brutal actually. Yeah, compared to the original, because the um, the tower knights, are pl- well, not the tower knights, but the the hide knights are just positioned awkwardly there as well. well especially on the um, on the other side, as you do go into the highest tower of flame. Mm. What I don't like about Scott of the First Sin, it's just a little nitpick. I like the uh, stone statues that block your way that you need fragment to yours for. Yes, uh, oh, they're everywhere. They're, they're not in the base game. Like to start, oh, I think there's one or two, but I think there's one or two, but only like a couple. And yeah, then it's only, only like the shady. Then, then yeah, it's then only then like the shady woods. You got the uh, stone lions, and I think that's your lot. I'm yeah, not sure. absolutely everywhere. Sorry, I'm, I'm not sure how far I got on the base version. I think I'm definitely at the first like forest of sleeping giants, but I don't know how far I've got. But obviously, on the scroll of the first sin, I've completed it. But I, I don't know how far I got on the original. But I, you can already tell it's different. Yeah, well, the, uh, the Dark Souls 2, uh, I bought the base game the day it came out because yeah. I wasn't being denied that. I needed it immediately. <laughs> so so I finished it several times. The The only thing is, is like uh, occasionally, even when I was streaming it yesterday, I was thinking, okay, I'll go here and get that. Then I go to get an item, I get it, and realize, no, they've moved the item placements. That's not what I thought it was. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is like seeing as slightly going off topic for what we was originally going to be planning for this first episode how did you guys actually get introduced into the dark Souls series like how what was your like how did you get involved like how, what was it that made you pick up one of the games you go first. Uh, well, uh for me it's pretty boring uh i was just going around the uh, xbox live marketplace just trying to see if there was a new game and dark souls just happened to be on sale and i had no prior knowledge of it and i just thought it was like I think it was only like 10 quid, 10, 15 quid. I thought, screw it. I'll, I'll take a gamble. Picked it up and started playing it. Uh, it took me a little while to get into it, but I didn't pull it down. I just had the drive to keep going. And I remember being so confused with just the shoulder buttons to attack. It's like, eh? That's weird. You don't just have my X. This is odd. But uh, now I have the opposite problem. If I play any other game and it's not shoulder to attack, it confuses me now. <laughs> it feels like it's not got the. W- it feels like it's not got the weightiness towards it to combat. Like um, as soon as I finished playing Dark Souls uh, three, I started playing Kingdom Hearts three, and I died twice on the tutorial fights because I just kept pressing the wrong buttons. <laughs> it's like shoulder button is like I think it's roll. And it's like, no, that that is not attack. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> it's like... 
it's like what it's, I said before uh, about the Switch version of Dark Souls 1. I always get confused because A and B is the opposite way around to like X and Circle on a on PlayStation. So that it always messes my mind up when I'm playing Dark Souls on my Switch rather than on PS4. It just feels yeah, more comfortable it is a bit backwards. on like PS4 or just PlayStation in general or even even the Xbox was felt fine because even that's kind of similar. But just on on the Switch, although it's like they've switched it to be like the controls on Xbox and PlayStation, I think because it's a Switch, it just messes my mind. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> like um, the the uh, the the same button to like talk to people, or is it uh, sorry, cancel talking to people? Is the same as the dodge button. Mm. So wh- one of the first people you talk to, um, which happens to be the smith, is on a narrow ledge. So if you press the uh, E button to cancel just one time too many, you jump backwards to your death. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> so you have to be them. very careful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but what about yourself? How did you get involved in Dark Souls? So it's funny that you're actually asking me that question because realistically, obviously you had all the... Like when it was just come out and everyone's like oh it was really difficult and i i was i was like you know what? i really want to play this game it sounds really interesting and um, but i was like i don't want to buy this because if i'm not very good at it i'm gonna feel like i've wasted money play, playing this game that i can't beat and i remember it came it was on uh it was an xbox gold uh like whatever it was called um it was like free on gold on X- xbox and so I downloaded it, and it was also because of Chris, because I knew you liked Dark Souls, so I was like, well, if you like it a lot, I should I should play this. So I was like, I got it for free, and it took me... <laughs> I struggled so much. <laughs> and then I remember when the three of us, uh, when you two first met, you both played it, and I'm, and you both completed it as well, and you were just talking about it, and I was like... I really want to play this, but I'm not very good at it. And I just really <laughs> forced myself to play it and beat it. And eventually, I just got to a point where my deaths were getting less and less, and I was just getting further and further through the game. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing this. I'm, I'm actually beating this game. Oh my gosh. And then I remembered like beating Altorius and doing all the DLC and... Fi- finally going against Gwyn and I was like oh my, I remember beating it and just shouting at the top of my voice like yes I've done it and oh, it was great and now it's like one of my yeah. top three games of all time yeah it's very punishing but it's so rewarding when you yeah, finally get past the hurdle uh, because you respawn relatively quickly and bosses normally aren't too far away you just get that sort of oh come on one more go I was so close mm. I can give it this time I know what to do you just learn the movesets uh, the more and more you do it. Oh, yeah. And you know what to watch out for. And soon, you've, you'll find you'll do bosses without getting hit once the more oh, you yeah. play it. You just, and it's so satisfying when you do. No, mm-hmm. like, it was one of those games I really forced myself to play. But then it, unlike, it was one that I thought, you know what, I, it's got this reputation of being difficult, but I really want to do it. And now I've, like, I've completed it, like, four or five times. And I, I love it. And I'm still, like, on my latest playthrough, uh, I found some of the starter equipment 
that I never found before on any of my playthroughs. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on like this, what my fifth playthrough and I've just found this. It's ridiculous. There's just still uh, so secrets. Yeah, and there are certain NPCs that you'll probably never see apart from one yeah. playthrough if you're doing multiple yeah. because just because of the routes you take yeah. and the people you talk to. Is it, um, uh, who, who is it? Who, oh, I've forgotten his Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. I've only done Kirk once. And the last time I mm. tried to do him, I messed his uh, Demon Ruins encounter. So I was like, ah. Uh, I've only ever done Solaire once. Because even with a walkthrough, it's telling you how to do his entire quest line. I've still not gone out at one point when you're in like Lost Isolith. He's like, okay, I can't go any further until I've done this. How the hell do I do this? I, I even even knowing what to do, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I normally always do like Solaire where you save him so you can use him for Gwyn. And then afterwards, mm. I then kill him on my next playthrough. And then I'm like, I feel bad because now I've made Gwyn harder for myself. But oh well. <laughs> uh, I think the first time I beat Gwyn, the, um, there's like a pillar in the room. Mm. And I kind of managed to uh, get into like, not stuck on it, but sort of like give me a bit of breathing space. Mm. So. I think that's oh, how man. I dealt with him on my first attempt as well. As soon as I saw that pillar, I was like, okay, I can actually have, have my Estus. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just yeah, had but... Solaire and we were just tr I was just trying to tank as many hits as I could. Solaire was doing whatever he could and I was like, oh, I want to beat Gwyn, oh my gosh. And I, I could feel like his fury as I was playing. I was like, oh my gosh, this. no wonder this is the final boss. Mm. Mm. I don't I know he didn't do that much damage to me on my very first playthrough because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't look at any of it. I hadn't talked to anyone about how to play the game. I was wearing like Hamill's armor, like all the heavy stuff yeah. because I just seen blue numbers go up in the inventory and thought, oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll have that. I didn't think to like, hold on, I'm going to fat roll or anything like that. I, was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just tanked everything. <laughs> Tried not to get hit. <laughs> Saw the big sword and went, yeah, I want that. <laughs> So nowadays, I much prefer having a light build. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely more, more. Just being able to roll, and even when you have it, like you're like no equipment, and you can do like uh, the somersaults with the whatever. The, I can't remember the name of the ring. Um, it's just oh, the, is it wood grain ring? Yeah. 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 It's just great, just being so agile across the, the boss, boss arenas, and dodging all the attacks. Yeah, there's a fantastic ring in the third game called Flynn's Ring, where uh, you do yeah. increase damage uh, with like the lower equip load. I think and I've got it. Oh, it weighs in. Yeah, I it's... still haven't finished the DLC on free because I'm I, on the actual base game. Uh, I I'm at the final boss, and then I'm also still trying to do the Nameless King. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I nearly beat the Nameless King, and then I've died. Right near the end, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, shit, you know, it took me about 40 plus attempts on my first playthrough to beat that gear. It's such yeah, a The Names King is definitely the hardest of the core game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on every subsequent playthrough I've done of it, I've beaten first try. It's such a good uh, It still <laughs> takes me a couple of attempts to do him just to re-familiarise uh, re myself with his attack patterns and everything. Yeah. I think I just played it that much the first time around. It's forever burning to my muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, if we're going to keep talking about Dark Souls, uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite boss in the entire franchise? I was about to ask this myself. 
Oh, yes. Oh, I need to have really think about this. Oh, you need. Or, or do you want to pick one from each? Uh, yeah, it'd probably be easy if I do one from Dark. Are we are we just going to stick with Dark Souls, or are we also going to include include Bloodborne in this? Oh, whatever you want. Uh, I suppose going to include Bloodborne and Sekiro as well, if you want. I'm right, not cool. as far in both Bloodborne or Sekiro, but I can say from what I've done, I'll tell you what my favourite is so far in them. Cause I I still yeah. haven't beaten Bloodborne. I I I've not. I'm the last time I played it, I'm at Vom, oh, Rom, Rom the Rom the Spider. <laughs> Yeah, it's just such a long battle of attrition, and I just like yeah. Uh, all right, let's just start. Let's start, let's start off with Dark Souls One then. What about Demon Souls? We're not mentioning that. I can barely remember Demon <laughs> Souls, mate. I'm honest with you, because I've only played it. I think it was like three. I don't know. It was two years ago, but it would have been easier if I got the PS5 version because it'll probably be more memorable. Because on Demon mm. Souls, it's just because you go through it so quickly. I guess if there's any one boss which is memorable, it's probably that fire, fiery boss. You know Flame what's Lurk, dubbed as yeah. the hardest boss in Demon Souls? Flame Lurk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Flame probably Lurk, the yeah. most memorable one. And because it's the most memorable, it's probably my most favourite because I remember yeah. it. Yeah. I always like the Tower Knight. I, I I'm still haven't finished Demon Souls, but from the bosses I remember, Tower Knight's really good. And cause that feels like a really fun puzzle boss. And you also have... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what's it? the blind? Is it blind monk? Oh, the blind hero. Yeah, that that's really good. That's a that's a hard fight. Oh, yeah, but it is a good. It's I like the the imagination and the gimmick behind it. It's quite unique. Uh, well, for curveball, mine for demon souls. I'm gonna go with the um. I'm gonna forget his name. The uh, the giant one that's like a, a manta ray. Uh, the storm lord. Yes, that is right. It's more of a gimmick boss, yes, mm. but the scale of it and all the uh, the amount of enemies at the top of you are just burning to my brain. Yeah. Plus, I like manta rays in real life, so <laughs> it's like, oh, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like I need to replay Demon's Souls to give it more an appreciation because I've yeah. only played it once. I've completed, I did, I completed it, and then I put it away. Like that's re it's not that's usually not like me when it comes to a Soulsborne game. I, I do. The only problem is, is because it's on a PS3, my PS3 controllers are basically dead. So like the analog sticks are pointing all over the place, and it's not it's not got great sensitivity. Whereas if they could just port it onto the PS4, I yeah, I'm surprised they yeah, haven't. Well, now you've got the PS5 version. There's well, what, there's kind of no point in playing the PS3 version. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time. Uh, from what I've been, I've heard, like the PS5 version, you can still tell it's a PS3 game, just with a new coat of paint. Yeah, I think it's just like the the game design behind it all. It's like the same with like, as you know, I'm playing uh, Near Replicant, and even that you can tell it's still a PS3 game at the end of the day. Just because it's on PS4 doesn't mean it's what was never a PS3 game in the first place. You can still tell. Dark Souls One. Um... Easy I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to be very straightforward for this. I think personally, my favorite from Dark Souls One is Ornstein and Smur. Nice, like that's that's mine, hands down. Yeah, yeah, they're certainly probably the most memorable. Mm. Probably because uh, so many people probably had an aneurysm trying to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the think... uh, like remix of of that fight where it's like I'm being Ornstein and Smur with bongo drums. <laughs> 
I know, yeah, you, yeah. Has someone been watching Zero, Lenny? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think for me, my favourite boss is probably Artorius. I don't think... I think I think it's the hardest boss in the game, but I also think really? it's probably the best. Yeah. I, I, I think... Really? I think it's difficult he does fluctuate, but I think it probably is the hardest boss still. I'd have thought someone like Manus would be the harder one. I, and I'm having a harder time with that. I thought <laughs> I thought that, but then when I've done the the DLC again, I struggled more on Artorius more times than Manus. I beat Manus first time a few times. Really? Uh, I'd... I've only done the DLC, I think, twice I've played it through. But I, I remember struggling a lot with Manus. Yeah, it is a, it is a hard boss. It... Yeah, but if we're, gonna, if we're gonna be talking about the hardest boss in Dark Souls 1, oh, the yeah. boss which has caused me the most death and dying for exactly. non-legitimate reasons exactly. is the bed of freaking chaos. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is the hardest boss, let's, let's be honest. But I think if we're... Yeah. That it, that's a stupidly designed boss. At the end of the day, it is. It's not finished. No, it's like I know this uh, combat game we've got. Let's put platforming in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play some and Mario. If, yeah, and if you're wearing Havel's armor, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it basically teaches you to dress light. Yeah, that that that's just a pure luck boss. It's just like the game just decides you win or lose. Isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's just pure BS. Alright, so so for my pick for the first game, Unseen and Snow, I want to say, but you've had it, so I'm going to go with my very close runner-up, Gaping Dragon. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? It, yeah, I just thought he looked really cool. Oh, yeah. I seen a picture of him, he's like, that guy's got had reverse heart surgery. That's cool as yeah, fuck. I've got to admit, of any of the... Because when I saw any pictures of Dark Souls after I got it for free from Xbox Gold, because that's literally how I got it as well, but with no prior knowledge of it, the gaping mm. dragon of that boss, I saw it. Because I thought it was just going to be, oh, you know, you know, just this normal sort of dragon thing. But as soon as it flipped over and you saw it's like bed, like it's exposed wrist, I was just like, wow. Like that was one... It's probably one of the few bosses in the entire... Of any game I've ever played. That in, like, gives me that wow factor of what the hell is that? I see. I'll tell you what, it's just because it's like it's something you've just never seen before. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, like Unseen and Smoke. Yeah, they're cool. End of the day, they're just dudes in armour. <laughs> We've seen loads of those. <laughs> and, I, and I suppose that brings me nicely to talking about dudes in armour. Dark Souls 2 bosses. Dark Souls that's, 2 that, bosses. Because that's like, that half of those bosses are dudes in armour. <laughs> hmm. Who's my favourite yeah. Dark Souls 2 boss? I think for me, it's probably the Ivory King. Hmm. That dude in armour. The only reason I like that the Ivory King is because that process of you go through this whole icy wasteland, everything's just covered in ice. Then as soon as you get to this last bit, where you've just got this hole, and the, oh, I can't remember his name, but it's his wife one of the daughters of man, it's just like, please, like, you know, please help. Yeah. And you just Aye. fall into this pit and all of a sudden you're on this platform encased in lava and just pure chaos. And I was just, literally the first time I fell down that, I literally felt my heart drop. I was like, this is freaking insane. It's and then the whole yeah. story of that, it was just, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, favourite Dark Souls 2 boss, Ivory King. Yeah, what? especially if you do the side quest, so you've got like the uh, three knights joining you. I think so you kind of have to get them, don't you? Yeah. I don't think you have to, you but it does make it easier. 
You so I thought they block off the gates. You yeah, they block one. off the gates, but they're not mandatory. Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah. Need to get yeah, you can do it. Yeah, one might be on the critical path. Yeah. But, uh, the other two are blocked off, from what I remember. But yeah, I know what you feel. It's like a small-scale army battle. There's just a load of you. It's like, yeah. It feels like a proper fight, like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my favourite as yeah. well. It, it's it's so epic in its scale in some ways. It's difficult, but it is still kind of epic in like, oh, you have to get the four knights and then you fall down the pit and you're like destroying like the little portals before the Ivory King appears and you have to defeat him. Yeah, it feels like a mini story. It is really, really nice. Yeah, it feels like pretty epic and it it feels like that should be the the true closure to Dark Souls 2. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It was such an immense yeah. fight. I loved it to bits. Like you've been on your own for so long, but now it's like you and the boys taking on <laughs> the bad <laughs> king. <laughs> gonna smack him about a bit. <laughs> so, uh, Dark Souls, uh, what about for you, uh, Chris? Right, uh, I'm going to stick with the base game for this one. And again, just because I think it looks cool. Uh, probably not the best boss combat-wise, but I really like the Duke's Dear Freya. Mm. Like the two-headed spider on yeah. each side. The only thing I don't like about that boss is the run-up to him, because it takes ages. Oh my god, don't it's get me such started. such a long run. There's, there's no nearby bonfire. It's just so long. No, and by the time you get there, your weapon's knackered. <laughs> you probably <laughs> got through all your healing items. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but so the run up to him sucks. The actual boss fight yourself, I think, is pretty cool. Mm. By the way, on the topic of Dark Souls 2, we mentioned this for Dark Souls 1, the most annoying boss. Dark Souls 2, the most annoying boss, has to be Zud and his brother. There's two cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh. Oh, the run up to that boss is even worse than Freya. As uh, I believe the democracy called it, Reindeer Fuckland. Honestly, it was it is atrocious. Like, Terrible. it takes about ten, about five or ten minutes to get to the boss. In between getting to the boss, you're getting <clears throat> screwed against the side by these electric reindeers who just appear out of nowhere. They smack you about, and then the moment you get to the boss, you see them. You get one to half health. The twin brother gets involved, and then you're like, "Great, what do I do?" It's yeah, yeah completely. And then you nearly yeah. And then you nearly have them on the ropes, and then they start regenerating health. <laughs> because fuck you. Yeah. I think the second most annoying boss for me in that game is, I don't know, I can't remember its name. I still haven't beaten it. Is in the Sunken uh, King DLC, the three guys, so you got like Havel, there's like a... a oh, the, the grave, grave Diggers. Yeah, I hate them. Oh. I hate them. The run up to it, to that boss is awful as well, but oh, I hate that boss so much. Yeah, it seems like for every good thing the DLCs do, there's one thing that massively weighs it down. So Sunken King, it's that area. Yeah. Um, the Ivory King, yes, you've got a massive, fantastic boss fight, but then you've got Zod in that reindeer Falkland, so <laughs> screw that. And, uh, oh, what's the one one, the, the burnt one? Oh, I forget the name. Yeah, Iron King, Iron, yeah. I think the Iron King it, felt the most complete out of the three. Yeah, but it's also it's got that up. same area where you where you go to like the blue smelter demon. Yeah, that area that sucks. Area oh yeah, that that is long. Like yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's the one towards the blue smelter demon. Yeah, yeah. So if, 
in each game there's always in each DLC there's like an area and it's just ridiculous. Ivory King mm. it feels doesn't have as bad of an area, but the other two definitely do. Yeah, they've got that one area which is just pure gangbangery. Indeed. Right, shall we move on to Bloodborne? Seeing as that's next chronologically. Yeah, yeah, go on then. Shoot. Okay, so who wants to start on this? I've not finished the game, so uh, I'll, I'll. From my memory, uh, it's, and it has been a while, and I need to get back onto it on the game. Uh, I think is it? Um, oh, what's she? Um, is it Vicar? Vicar Amelia. Yeah, that was. I really like that one, but I also like Father Gascoigne as well. It would be one of those two. Mm. Father Gascoigne is quite memorable. Yeah. I think that's a that's a point where a lot of people decide whether they're going to like Bloodborne or not. Yeah. They get up to that. and Yeah, because yeah, that fight against Father Gascoigne, that basically teaches you the general combat of the game. You're against the humanoid hunter-type hunter characters. It, it It is a very steep difficulty curve when you're fighting Father Gascoigne, but once you get used to that... You can pretty much handle nine out of ten of the hunters throughout the rest of the game, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just that second phase where people start to panic. He transforms mm. and he and he just rushes at you so fast. You, you've <laughs> got to play. You've got to play aggressively. Yes. You can't yeah, just yeah. run around in circles. It's not like Dark yeah. Souls where you can just use your shield, Bloodborne. You have to get in there. Yeah, well, the shields engender passivity, as the game says. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's got it's got one shield in it, but it's kind of like a joke. Yeah, yeah a little wooden shield. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so that's yours. What's yours, Brandon? Mine is probably Maria. Either oh, Maria, Maria or the Orphan of Cos. Well, I'd like to say Orphan of Cos, but frankly, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my nameless king. <laughs> I, I, I forget how many times I attempted him. So the, no, just remember that moment shit. when you did when you did beat the orphan of Cos, that relief of like two days of stress trying to kill him, and then you get it done. Two days, fucking four weeks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the game on separate save files another four times before I beat that bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the Lady Maria fight's really good. I love that when she, the moment she turns her twin blade into fire. Oh my gosh. That was, that, yeah, that was a beautiful fight, absolutely beautiful. And you know the cutscene before, and then when you beat her as well. It's a yeah, it's a DLC boss. Of isn't it? Yeah, yes, it yes. is. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. She got three phases, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So you get her to the halfway point. She then floats up, stabs herself, rips her apart, and then all of a sudden she goes all fiery. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then then she starts using blood stuff as well, didn't she? Yeah, like that, the, that was so. When I first sort of... did the, yeah, when I first did the fight, I thought, okay, if I use her weapon, the Rakuyo, do I get to use this fiery nonsense? Because imagine if you could. Oh my god, that would have been so amazing. Mm. So so it's amazing. It's a bit of flavor text. So um, not even within the boss fight, but you find her weapon like in a well. Yeah, that's an, what I used. Early a bit. Yeah. Um, if you get that, it's it states that she threw that weapon away because it was like too dangerous, too cursed, whatever, and she refuses to use that kind of power. But then in the actual fight, that's the last phase. Uh, she starts using it, even though she's sworn in the item description she never would. Well, yeah, she's, she's, just, like, she's just she's just that desperate. Yeah, 
because she's on the ropes. So she's got mm-hmm. no choice. She either does that or she dies. Yeah, she's a viable yeah. at the end of the day. She is a witch. Yeah. Or a vampire sort of yes. thing. But yeah. Mm. Yes. What about you, Spanky? What's your favourite? So mine, oh, a couple spring to mind. But again, I'm just going to go with a spectacle because I just thought it looked cool. It looked monstrous and horrible. And uh, it's a bit... And it's, and it's a bit like the Tower Knight, but I'm going to go with uh, the one Reborn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fleshy, mushy guy. Uh, that's about two-thirds of the game. About two-thirds of the game. Okay. Wait for the game. Obviously, it's going to be after Rom. He's literally the boss after Rom, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, it is, right. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind gonna, of logical. I'm going to have to get back onto it and actually finish it. Because yeah, yeah, I think Rom is like the halfway cool. point of the game. After Rom, you start to see some really, really cool yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it starts to get uh, really um, Lovecraftian. Like, yeah, yeah, more, yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, you've beat Rom. Congratulations, you've opened the gates to hell. You've yeah, you've opened the up the blood moon. <laughs> yeah, no, yep. I know the blood moons come in as soon as I beat him. Yeah, probably yeah, oh, shouldn't cool. have done that. That seemed like a bad idea. Hmm. Whoops, a daisy. We have uh, <laughs> Dark Souls 3. Oh, my favourite game of all time. Really? Yeah, Dark Souls 3 is legit my favourite game of all time. I and that's I couldn't that's choose something. I couldn't choose between them, to be honest. I I just play all of them on like an evil footing. The reason why Dark Souls 3 is my favourite game of all time is because it, it, it's a nice conclusion to the Dark Souls series in a way. And the DLC for it is absolutely flipping beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yeah. It's good. So I do... I do like like the only other person to make it to like the end of the world is Patches. The same guys throughout the series is playing trying to screw you over, steal everything he can, just like just to survive. And he's yeah. made it. He's the only. Yeah. Yeah, it was so yeah. so cool. But favorite boss of Dark Souls three. Now that I'm gonna have to sit back and just wait for this. So I don't know if you two want to go first. I need a legitimate think about. About my favourite boss from Dark Souls yeah, 3. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to have a think for a moment. So, Dan? <laughs> I guess, um, even though I've not actually beaten it, I'm just going to say Nameless King. Because I've not be- I've not had a go against the actual final boss yet. Because I-, I know if I do it, I have to restart the whole game. So, that's the only reason why I've not done the final boss. It's not like Dark Souls 2 where you beat the final boss and you can just carry on playing. So... I would probably, even though I've not beaten it, it'd probably name it as King because it's just such an epic boss. You have his first phase, and then after he comes down, it's you're just going toe to toe against uh, Gwyn's lost son. Yeah. yeah, and also it's one of the few bosses that has like um, a completely separate health bar. Mm. It's not like um, you get halfway through and then they change phase. So like, no, you gotta deplete the whole thing, and then they, you have a second phase. Yeah, it's not too many that do that. Oh, that's getting me started on one of my most... Right, so you've played the DLC of Dark Souls 3, haven't you, Spanky, yeah? Of course, yeah. Day one. <laughs> okay, so what's her name? Sister Fre- Frida. No, no, Sister Frida. Mm. Oh, yeah, three the... bosses, you have to deplete the health bar three times. Yep. That was one hell of a boss fight. I, I beat the first first life. I was like, okay, was that it? There's nothing really special going on here. She dies, and then all of a sudden, you see yeah. Father Ariandel comes out, and I'm like, "Okay, bring it on! This has to be the last phase. Hmm. Do that." The health bar stays there. The whole I've got no Estus, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'm sweating! I'm absolutely sweating my ass off here. I've got everything. I've got no Estus. My weapon's dying. I'm sweating like a pig. 
and then all of a sudden this health bar just doesn't disappear and then all of a sudden you hear that that text and you're just like please no please no and then all of a sudden here she is in black flame mode like well i surrender it's, yeah it's a yeah great boss. The, ga the game gives you a few seconds and there's a few line of dialogues which is basically cue for you might want to heal <laughs> it is a good boss you can get a yeah. i've forgotten what he's called you can get a a phantom to help you but he only comes like halfway through the fight yeah oh, that phantoms i think that one is that yeah uh don't think it's very useful though Okay. They, they simply charge in and then just get crushed immediately. <laughs> but yeah, I've probably yeah. got to say for Dark Souls three, I'm I'm literally torn between three bosses for Dark Souls three. I'm torn between I, two myself. I'm torn between <laughs> Sister Frida. Mm. I'm torn between Dark Eater Medea. Aye. And I'm possibly torn with Gale as well. So the three DLC bosses. Cool. Uh, Gale's pretty good. Dark Eden Medea's alright. Um, I'd say out of those three, I'll probably go for Gale myself. Out of those choices. Yeah, I'm really torn. Yeah, it's got the, uh, it's got the weight of, like, the entire end yeah. of the universe. You, you literally <laughs> feel like this is, like, a final, a final, final boss. Like, a proper conclusion there. Yeah. Yeah. I <sighs> really don't know. Really, really don't know. Yes, Darky is to Madea. It's just a sponge. <laughs> so much health. So much health. It's to me that's not so fun. It's like the ancient dragon from Dark Souls 2. Oh my gosh. It's like that's optional, yeah, but have you tried fighting him? It's like just forget it. You just you have to have three weapons. <laughs> yeah. And uh even then he just like even if you've got so many points in health, it will just like one shot you. He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's how I found Dark Eater of Medea to be. As well. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm probably going to go with Frida as my favourite boss. Yeah, Frida but it is the Aaron only Bell. it is the only one in the entire franchise that have three phases. Yeah, which is in itself a spectacle. Yeah, yes. and that's the reason yeah. why I think it's my favourite boss is because the the amount of emotion I went through fighting that boss, and just the whole the whole colour scheme, the whole area. The whole of everything, the weapon you get as a reward. Oh, such a beautiful get, beautiful boss. It's great. Mm. I've only got to the final phase a couple of times, but it's such a great boss. Aye. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to come to the two that I'm really torn on. Uh, so the one that's earlier in the game, they're both Bafus games. Uh, so the first one is the Abyss Watchers. Oh, brilliant. I boss. really like that fight. Oh, fantastic. About fantastic. Yeah, I thought you might forget about it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, they're like the first sort of four lords you've got to take on. But uh, it's such a cool boss fight. The music as well. It's so sad, the fact that they're locked in endless... con, Like, they're immortal. They can't die. But because yeah. each of them have got a part of the abyss in them, they're constantly fighting each other to, 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 to cleanse themselves. It's such a yeah. sad boss. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess all of us has played it as done exactly the same thing. As soon as they realise one of them was hostile to the other two, I'm gonna attack them. Everyone just ran away and they're trying to hide in a corner. One of just was away from. Yeah, just to just to wait like yeah. Is that yeah? Yeah, you fight them. I'm, I'm gonna piss off over him. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, but yeah, he's got the second phase. Uh, he's very nimble, but his moveset's cool, but it's not impossible to dodge. 
No, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's very fluid. It's very reminiscent it's... of Artorius, which makes sense because well, they're the Abyss Watchers and Artorius of the Abyss. Yeah, yep. it is a very, very nice fight. Yeah, very, very nice, if especially because any... you can keep the move set as well. That's yes, that's cool. Yeah, and also because of how like fast they tend to move, especially in the second phase, it's kind of reminiscent to a Bloodborne boss. Mm. Uh, it's, it's very fluid. But anyway, uh, the other boss I was torn between, uh, Slothric and Lorian. I think that's really? a very cool fight. Really? Yeah, really. Oh. I really like that fight. The music in that boss battle is fucking epic. I've, I've got it on my uh, music player. No, I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of Dark Souls 3 music yeah. saved to my Spotify. Yeah. I always love like, musically. Uh, Art, uh, not, yeah, Artorius, Gwyn, and Ornstein and Smog. I always get confused with the Ornstein and Smog and music because it always sounds like the Wind Waker music from... Uh, the Ganondorf battle at the end, it always sounds similar so it always confuses me because I always have the Ganondorf music in my head and then I'll, I'll always think it's from Dark Souls 1 but then it never is and it always <laughs> it always just throws me off See now that you mentioned that I, I feel like I need to because I, I haven't really paid any attention to a lot of the Legend of Zelda music really now I feel really bad for that actually now that I think about it it's been it's thirty five this year. I know. So hopefully they bring out something nice for the thirty. I can't remember. Are they actually bringing anything out for the thirty fifth anniversary? Yeah, they bring Skyward Sword, and then uh, they got the new Joy Cons. I I pre ordered them, but I, I don't know what else. I might, I might pick up Skyward Sword because I've never played it. Because like the only ones I've played are Ocarina. Oh, I've played one and two. You know, on the um, you know the. That Super Nintendo arcade thing on the Switch. I played those yeah. two, completed them both. I've done Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's literally that's my extent of Legend of Zelda. I've not played anything else. Uh, I I played Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time, <clears throat> Majora's Mask, Twilight, Skyward Sword, but I'm only halfway through it. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, a link between worlds. Uh, what's it? Spirit tracks. Phantom Hourglass. A link to the past. Of course, I played pretty much most of them. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I've done uh, every single mainline Zelda apart from Skyward Sword because fuck the Wii U. Oh no, no, just the Wii. Wii. <laughs> 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 I actually uh, bug emotion controls. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that about uh, music, Dan, uh, this is just a generic like, question to all of you guys. So you've mentioned that, I think we've previously mentioned about the music and everything, but what is actually your favourite soundtrack from all of Dark Souls? Like Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, what would you say is that standout soundtrack which instantly like hits you in the face or the heart with feels? What would you say it is? It's obvious. Gwyn. Oh, yours is Gwyn. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I thought I'd sort of say that. <laughs> Knowing what, you. what about yourself, Chris? Myself, uh, I'm probably going to go for the uh, the music that plays during the Lothric and Lorien fight. It's mm. just badass. It's really bombastic. It's got several uh, parts to it. It's It starts off like uh, big and bombastic, but it just keeps going. It puts the extra vocals into it. It just feels like, yeah, this is it. This is like the culmination of 
everything you've been fighting for so far. Yes. Yeah, just trying to get the yeah. two boys to do their job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just love yeah, got... Smiling Shrine in general. Mm. That's that's pretty iconic. The, uh, although I, I quite like just the uh, low uh, meander of uh, Medulla in Dark Souls 2. Yes. Oh, that, yeah, that's quite yeah. gentle and nice, yeah. Yeah, but probably because I've left the game on for far too long. Like, <laughs> oh, like, like, like when, when I've buggered off to like go to the toilet or something, I've just left it on in the background, and it's just like wormed its way into my subconscious. It's probably now. <laughs> it's probably now this screensaver to my brain when I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> oh, you know, you've only, you've only streamed it a few times. Yeah, I only streamed it a few times. <laughs> I, I've lost count of how many times I've played it though. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say for myself, I've probably got to go with the Abyss Watchers. Like the Abyss Watchers soundtrack is so so nice. Oh, the sound so... of the bell, the the opera, the you can feel the emotions in it. Just the hollowness that they're feeling from constantly fighting each other. It's, oh, it's so so good. Yeah, so that that's my two favorite bosses in Dark Souls Three. There, <laughs> both, both of these best soundtrack. Mm. Uh, Gwyn's the odd one out. Yeah, yeah. You just have to be different. Yeah, yeah. Be. If, if, I, if I didn't want to be different, I'm, I may as well just pick Soul of Cinder. Even though I've never beaten him, he has Gwyn's music in. Yeah, pretty much. It does. Spoilers. Yeah, the second phase. Yeah, it does. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, reveal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah, want to beat Soul of Cinder, but then I'm like, oh, then I can't do the DLC, even though I'm stuck on the DLC. We just got a blue ball. Like, go fight the boss, get right to the very end, as if you're about to kill him. Then be like, you know what? I've technically beat you. I'll kill myself, and then let's do the DLC. <laughs> could do, could do. That is a good point. Yeah, I was just about to say as well. In terms of, obviously, we've all chose we've chose Dark Souls One, Dark Souls Three for iconic music. But can I just give some, you know, heart to to Dark Souls Two music? You know the the soundtrack that plays when you fight the Ruined Sentinels and the Smelter Demon. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if if you I read this in like a YouTube comment. You're like, if you listen to it very carefully, it sounds like it goes "fuck bullshit." <laughs> like, <laughs> which, which, to be fair, is what I'm saying when I'm playing it after time. I know that's what I say. Like when I'm fighting <laughs> the three sentinels, it's just like it. I every time I hear that soundtrack, I, I, because once you heard a mis like a misheard lyric, it's all you can, all you can hear in it. Oh, and yeah. Ever since then, I just that's all I hear. It's just "fuck bullshit." <laughs> I'm, I'm very sure if you take my two Dark Souls streams I've done, and maybe the other ones, you could do a super cut of all the times I said fucking bullshit and make some kind of dance track out of it. <laughs> Easy. Spanky remix. Yep. Ah, oh, perfect. He's going to spank to spank to spank. Spank a dank. The spanker demon. This is like, that's, like, that's the proper DLC boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like um, you know, in like the other like Japanese RPGs, you've got like the joke boss, which is something really weedy, like a ladybird or something. Oh, yeah. Turns out to be like a food final boss. That's it in Dark Souls. You got spanky. He's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna sit there, hurl abuse at you, but <laughs> you just can't take it. Not like... Oh no, I can't, I can't, I can't it, do this. I can't do it, this, please. It's 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 almost like uh, I don't do any physical damage, but I just swear so much I just cause like frenzy buildup, like in Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, King Alon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's connected now. 
Yeah, yeah. All, it all adds up. It all makes sense now. It does. So I won't do uh, seppuku. I'll just probably say, "Oh fuck this!" Just crack open a can and just sit in the corner and have a have a mope. <laughs> uh, no, no one wants to do seppuku or seppuku. No, I don't know no. how you say it. Seppuku. Seppuku. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, but I guess, I guess the audience for the podcast now that we've had this conversation can actually sort of appreciate just just why we've called the the podcast victory achieved it's just because yes. all of us just love dark souls like yes. it's that one standout game yeah. which we all mutually have such a strong passion for and every time you go through the ups and downs of the game every time you fight the boss and you see that victory achieved it's just you know just music to my ears and pleasant to my eye holes yeah it's music to my music to my eyes <laughs> <laughs> you know i've i think i've said this to you uh brandon before but with like Dark Souls, it it just has this really f- good feeling of getting stronger and overcoming obstacles. Like, like the more you know, you struggle, be, lose against the boss, who knows how many times, but you're like, I'm gonna get back up and like beat it. And uh, like, in, even in life, I, I you, it's like a good way to put it into into reality, I guess. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like failing to try and I don't know whatever you're doing in in life. You're like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to try and do this. I don't want to. Even sometimes, maybe not asking for help because you want to do it on your own. But then, like in Dark Souls, asking for help isn't a bad thing. Sometimes you need that extra, that extra body to defeat that boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a very nice way to look at it as well. Yeah, or you can just be like Sankey and just go around with a freaking broken sword and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just whittle away at it because <laughs> I'm just so I'm just so headstrong and stubborn. It's like no, <laughs> I, I will do it with my broken sword. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I bloody well did. Oh, and I, I wouldn't say fantastic at the end. I did it, and I was like, eh, <laughs> fine. Hey, I seen victory achieve. That's good enough. <laughs> just like just start like the rest of your life. You look back at it and go. Why the hell did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, now that I think about it, that's actually one of the really cool things which I actually genuinely love about Dark Souls. Just the amount of different style of weapons and builds you can do on it, and it 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 just always seems different. Like, it's yeah, it's the same, the, same en- the same enemies that are in the same places each time. The bosses are all the same, but just going and just approaching the game from a different angle each time, it just always makes it feel new. Yes. So, like, one day you can do, like, a Cestus build, you could do, like, a a pick build, scythe build, double ultra great swords, or whatever. It always just feels nice. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. There was one one mod on the PC that I really wanted to get it to work. I even bought the game again on PC, trying to get it to work, and I couldn't do it. Um, There's a Dark Souls, like, randomizer, which uh, changes all the weapon rounds, and I thought, oh, that's fantastic. So... I've either start a game, I'll just go with the build with whatever I get given first. I so, you know, if it, if it happens to be like the Dragon's Tooth, I'll be, well, that's what I've got to work with. I <laughs> saw a... well with it for the rest of your life. So I saw a guy stream Dark Souls 1 where it was like that with the randomizer. But what they had was the weapon changed every 30, sec- every 30 seconds or every minute. Oh, I think I've seen that as well. Yeah. So, Lobos Jr., was yeah, it? Yeah, Lobos. Oh. He does that a lot. Like that's how I saw most of my Dark Souls streams was from him. 
So he was really? trying to like get out the way of something, and then suddenly he had like the dragon tooth, and he was like, "Oh wait, I'm now fat rolling," and he just got slaughtered, <laughs> and it was hilarious. Ah. Uh... It makes you want to give it a go, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it just the weapons that change in that mod, or is it, could it be anything? Like, you could just make it so any sort of arm weapon and armor will change. I think just the weapons. I'm not sure, though. I was going to say, like, just imagine spot, like, every 30 seconds, all of a sudden, you get a bow, but no arrows. You're like, oh, well, this is useless. <laughs> you, just, you still have to resort to punching them. No, even if, like, the gameplay of Dark Souls and just Bloodborne and all that, like, they're just so engaging, and I guess Dark Souls not as much because there's there is more shielding and tanking. But with Bloodborne, it's just so engaging to get into the, the fight and the the heat of the battle. I guess really, but it's mm-hmm. it's just so definitely Dark Souls three and Bloodborne. It's so much much more fluent uh, than the predecessors. But then you know, Demon Souls and Dark Souls are very similar. A bit more slower. Dark Souls Two is a bit in the middle-ish, but then Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three definitely are far quicker and more engaging than the the other entries. And it's obviously what they've yeah. done with Sekiro as well. Oh yeah, they took it to another level there. Yeah, Cause like it's like it's pretty much like three D maneuvering on Sekiro. Yeah, it's great. Well, we'll probably talk about Sekiro in a little bit more detail at another time. Although, as you both know, I don't have as much experience over it compared to you two. You'll get there, mate. It's just, it's just one of those games where, as you said with Dark Souls, it's it's going to be more challenging than Dark Souls because you've got you've got like an X, Y, and a Z axis to worry about when you're trying to deal with bosses rather than your traditional X and Y axis. It's, it's just reading the boss like you've really got to pay attention to like reading the boss like what move is going to come in and just do the correct thing like whether you do like a back step to to, to like retaliate as a thrust attack or if it's a sweep attack you have to make sure you jump and bang him on the head like it's that's the really challenging part is being getting really good at reacting and responding correctly to how they move which in a way it's almost like a rhythm like a rhythm game like as if you're playing guitar hero you've got to respond to the notes in Sekiro you got to respond and do the correct action at the right time. You have to make sure it's at the right time, obviously, and being aware of your surroundings. Because yes. the last thing you want to do is like jump because you see sweeping attack and that's it. You're going off the cliff or straight into some fire. But yeah, it's just one of the things. It just takes a lot, a lot of practice. Mm. I, I, as I said to you before, Brandon, I love its design and all that, but it is just very, very difficult. <laughs> it's the only one I've yet to beat. Got up to the last boss twice on two separate playthroughs. Can't kill the kid. <laughs> Again, it's just, it's the, that's, that's the beautiful thing about Sekiro is that last boss is literally a culmination of everything you had to go through. Like You need to remember everything like, oh, you have to jump when you see a lightning attack and return it when you hit the ground. You've got all these weapons you've got to contend with, all these maneuvers which you've had to bring up like your shinobi arts or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's such a beautiful fight, that last one against mm-hmm. Ash, uh, Ashina Shin. Yeah. I think I think I was just bitter because my technique of just hitting it with an axe and tapping square so much just didn't work. <laughs> just didn't work. <laughs> no, I, I literally was running all over the place and just yeah, just, I was just literally just like if there was a place on the map I've not been, I'm going to run there because it's probably safe. 
Mm. Also, uh, no broken sword, so zero out of ten. Well, I think that's probably going to be that's probably going to be it for our first episode. Um, yes, yes. Like I said, I'll, I'll probably put a link in the in in the description for a is it Verti Vidia for the Prepare to Cry uh, videos on uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro as well. I think he's got for you. Very good series. Very, very, good very good. Yes. I'll put both of your stream um, your Twitch channels as well if people want to check them out too. Sadly, I yeah, thank you very much. much. <laughs> so, oh, very, very quickly. Uh, just, I just want to say, hey, guys, thanks for having us on. It's it's been fun this little yeah. chat. Yeah, I'm uh looking forward to doing more, and I'm hopeful our viewers are as well. <laughs> so, just on a bit of an ending, I want to extend my thanks to Dan. Dan, if you want to say hello oh. and bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Brandon, if you want to say. Any last words? That sounded so, threatening. Sorry. <laughs> Any last words? I mean, if I'm going to say anything, it'll be just... It's just nice talking to two friends about, you know, stuff we just genuinely have a passion yeah. about. And it, like, it's going to be nice for you guys as the audience to basically just listen to us as well, just tuning and yeah. just, you know, just sort of get to know us in a way. Like, it's not just us three in the podcast. Like, you guys in the audience, if you're going to watch or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, you're yeah. also involved with this, like, yeah. I'm pretty certain like you you can stick with us you can see us grow we can you know interact more as you know as the yes. as the project really goes on and be really nice to see where we all head off from this yeah yeah it's probably best for the beautiful listeners to get to know brandon and dan probably the less you know about me spanky the better <laughs> give him a straw nah. yeah, we'll just, you see uh, us we'll just... if you see me in the street please leave me alone unless you're gonna <laughs> buy me a pint <laughs> Well, right now with Leicester, it's uh, uh, not not really a uh, a place to go at the moment. No, well, uh, it never has been to be fair. <laughs> never has been. I mean, so I work I... there. I've got to go there, by, but I'm forced to go there. Sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. No, we are three guys who live in Leicester. Well, Brian, you live in Peterborough, but you work in Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I live on the outskirts and. I, I, I say this. My, my passion is uh, video games and anime and just, I guess, nerd media in general. So I've always wanted to talk about it, and um, and I see these two guys. Well, they're great. They thought they would be <laughs> the best people to talk about it. Yeah, this really was the brainchild of uh, Dan and Brandon. Uh, I'm just here for the ride. I thought, <laughs> hello, I get to talk about shit I like. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'll, I'll have me some of that. <laughs> oh, that's going to right my basket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, uh, As always, thank you for listening to us, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Catch Thanks. you in a bit. Be safe. Be well. Don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> or, or, or Dragon Rot, I don't that. That too. People listen to this podcast about three years' time, but like, what's COVID? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs>